0: Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about the good time had along. About, about your worries and your woes, walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a
1: sunny day today or not. We're going to see some rain this afternoon, windy day today. Daytime high around 53, I like the sound of that. Tomorrow it's going to be partly sunny, but it's going to be cooler. Tomorrow high only around 39. Right now, 30 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. Temperature moving up every hour. 30 at the airport, 29 at the highlands, 25 in Elm Grove. What do you have here, pal? We are at 29. 29 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. All right. It's like watching an old friend who had beaten his addiction <laughs> and then slips back into it again. Thanks, Shane. It's as if it's as if you're watching someone who had finally given up the drugs and now has taken up the needle again
2: One day at a time and today got me hard
1: today was not the day
2: <laughs> Well it,
1: it's the really Pepsi, incredible we now have Pepsi Our very good friend and he's a wonderful man Shane Stack except for the fact that he's the devil
2: he's <laughs> Temptation the,
1: He's the devil here <laughs> You know it's appropriate come to think of it My sermon this week again is going to be on the temptation Temptation uh, as, as Christ was tempted in yes. the desert We're going to talk about that at uh, my church this week As I preach and um, take your big swig of Pepsi, I Howard. I haven't done. See, I haven't taken my swig. What if I
2: hold on to your sogs, Howard? Should I just ch- chug I, it? You take look, a big drink. Uh, all right, hold on. Howard is now lifting his Pepsi. Pepsi. Here we go. Mm. Mm. Big drink, big mm. drink, Howard. Mm. Mm. Howard will not stop drinking oh, the Pepsi. Oh man! But you know what? That's it's like what a baby at the teat. <laughs> Whoa. Look at that visual. The same temptation that I dealt with, I did a lot better last night at Walmart. Because the minute you walk into Walmart, there is cakes. There is cookies. (laughs) You are surrounded by that. And they all look so good. And then they have a huge candy selection there. And the M&Ms were were talking to me. Walk through the... I I went through every... every, Yes, they were talking to me. And then the Pepsi chimed in. Because Walmart has a huge selection. They have the the big packs. Where have you been, old friend? The big bottle, the little bottles. I thought, well, just those little bottles won't hurt me, will they, Howard? Yeah, you know. I just I, drink the whole thing in 20 let minutes. Let me so again
1: yeah. talk about the friend you know who was an addict and went back. You know, I can just have a little bit. chainstack enabler is what he is. He's, he's the devil, I'm telling you. I love him. Don't get me wrong. But he's the devil here. Also, he brought some food, too. It's great, too. Mm
2: -hmm. Now, that sandwich there, Howard. That bread. This is one of the best. The bread, I would have to describe. It's not a croissant. It's not a biscuit. It's close to a croissant. I would say it's like fried bread. When I was a kid, we would have fried bread. My grandmother would make little small and smash them down. That's what that reminds me of is fried bread. And, man, was it good. Mine's gone.
1: I'm looking to see... It's wrapped in foil. Which usually, I was looking
2: for the brand too. It's usually that's
1: usually like a. Um, we talked before about uh, gas stations or service stations or convenience type stores. It's, I don't know. This is like what, home cooking right here. I need this to is... find out where he got this. One more bite, because okay, if I take one more bite, sure, Howard, knock
2: yourself out.
1: Mm, man, this is a, a tremendous sandwich. All right, I have no choice but to watch it down with. How about
2: a big swig of Pepsi? Pepsi.
1: Man, again, just what a... What?
2: Sheets, and I guess I guess these are a croissant. Okay,
1: it looks like it looks like a croissant, a little bit like a croissant. Yeah,
2: tastes like fried bread. It
1: is. Excellent. It is extremely good. I got to tell you, very very good, and so is sadly the Pepsi. I'm not as adamant about staying away from Pepsi as Bob is. Bob is very adamant about staying away from the pepsi but uh uh, thank you shane appreciate it again you're a bit of a devil you're a bit of a devil you are the temptation (laughs) you are satan but it's uh it's really good i love this i look this This croissant is great and yes even with the pepsi the pepsi is uh, in particularly good so i uh, i thank you for that uh, let's see, Frio Stack Auction Service Text Line. <laughs> Howard, how's that A1C coming? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Here's my thought. I was very, very low. My blood sugar was very low. I mean, in a good range this morning when I took it. So I figure I have room for adding a little sweet to it. I can try the Pepsi. My wife bought me yesterday. You talked about the sweets, Bob. Uh, my wife bought um, a box of uh, Punch Keys from Respects. Cheese, uh, uh, not cheese-filled, cream-filled.
2: Yes, that season, yes. Yeah, very good. And I had, I had a couple of them <laughs> last night
1: <laughs> for my dessert. All right, it's 9-14, 14 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are continuing to talk. We will continue to talk about what's going on down in Charleston, the Women's Bill of Rights, raw milk back on the agenda. We used to be one of the – we talked about where we're bad and where we're good. You know, we used to be one of the best states for having our kids vaccinated in school. We used to be top of the line. But uh, thanks to the leadership in Charleston, they want to change that too. Mike Pushkin is going to join us. He's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show.
3: Race to savings on your next project right now at Menards. Upgrade the floors in your home with new flooring from Tarkat. We carry durable laminate flooring, easy-to-install sheet vinyl, and waterproof vinyl plank. Tarkat Tidal Wave Laminate Flooring has a 30-year limited residential warranty and is the ideal choice for all homes. Get it today for just $229 a square foot at Menards. Price is good through February 18th. See store for details. Save big money at Menards.
1: THE HIGHLANDS SPORTS COMPLEX IS THE OHIO VALLEY'S MOST EXCITING PLACE TO PLAY. A STATE OF THE ART FACILITY OFFERING FUN FOR THE WHOLE FAMILY WITH A CLIMBING WALL, ARCADE, INDOOR TURF, HARDWOOD COURTS, CLASSES AND CAMPS FOR KIDS AND ADULTS. PLUS, YOU CAN TAKE A BREAK IN THE ON-SITE CAFE. LEARN MORE ONLINE AT HITTHEHIGHLANDS.COM OR BETTER YET, STOP IN AND VISIT THE HIGHLANDS SPORTS COMPLEX
0: AT THE TOP OF THE HILL OFF I-70. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free on-site consultation. 304 233 3168. Or visit Frio and Stack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and and everything on it
4: so, so. <phone rings> How tough are you? It's the 43rd Annual Budweiser Tough Man Contest. Co-sponsored by WTOV9, Eagle 107.5, Wheeling, Ohio County CBB, Thomas Auto Centers, The World Gym, Jill's Gentleman's Club, A Class Act, ICR Equipment Rental, Sales and Supply, and Honda Direct Line. Coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banco Arena. If you think you're tough enough and willing to get in the ring and prove it, sign up to fight at WBToughMan.com. Ladies, if you want to be a ring girl and strut your stuff up in the ring sign up at wvtoughman.com. tickets go on sale this saturday at the west banco arena box office or online at westbancoarena.com it's the 43rd annual budweiser tough man contest, coming february 16th and 17th to wheeling's west banco arena planning to stay in wheeling tough man weekend the wheeling ohio county cvb is offering special hotel rates for tough man fighters ring girls and fans for details visit wvtoughman.com. get your tickets today and tough it out
0: He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. If
2: I said you have a beautiful body,
0: would you hold it against me?
1: If I swore you were an angel, would you treat me like the devil tonight?
3: If I was dying of thirst, would your flowing love come quench me?
0: If I said you have a beautiful body, would you hold it against me?
1: Thursday's always country music, bumper music here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 918, 18 after the hour. 30 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 29 to the Highlands, 25 in Elm Grove, and 29 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Afternoon rain, daytime high of 53, partly sunny tomorrow, but much cooler. Tomorrow's high, only 39 degrees. Well, you know, it's very exciting uh, in West Virginia. Uh, I'm glad to see that we sometimes take take the positive road and do good things for the people who need help. Uh, which is why I'm very pleased to say that uh, we have passed a women's Bill of rights. Oh no. Wait, Mike Pushkin, it's not a particularly good thing, is it?
5: Uh, no, it, it's it's not a uh, bill of rights and it and it doesn't really do anything for women either.
1: it It is um I call it the uh, I called it the, today. It is the we're afraid of transgender people bill.
5: Yeah, well, I, I made a uh, title amendment. Uh, offered a title amendment. Unfortunately, the supermajority didn't adopt it. Was to rename it the Bill of Bronx. <laughs> but that, that's a, a more apt title. Um, it, it's basically just it, you know it's an anti-trans bill. It's an election year, worst kind of election year, red meat culture war bill. And you know, and, and the the insult is that they disguise it as they're you're doing something for women. The same legislature that passed uh, a statewide uh, ban on on reproductive freedom. Uh, just a few short years ago, uh, is now saying they're going to pass a Women's Bill of Rights. Now, the the Democratic House caucus uh, introduced a uh, strike-and-insert amendment when the bill was on second reading that actually would have been a Women's Bill of Rights. It had uh, uh, things such as Equal Pay, the Katherine Johnson Equal Pay Act, that women should uh, make the same amount of money as their male counterparts doing the same job. Um, it had uh, a uh, sales tax exemption for feminine hygiene products. It uh, expanded access to child care, uh, an, an issue that's, we're at a crisis uh, level at, in West Virginia, and the Republicans just uh, have refused to address. And that's a workforce issue that affects men and women. Uh, what else was in our bill? Um, well, there's a whole lot of stuff in the bill. The one part of, of our bill that made it in, it removed this archaic uh Exemption uh, for marital rape. So, in, in our criminal code, uh, y- there's an exception for a sexual assault. I should say, if you're married, so it, you know, it, it allows that if you're married. Which was, I think everybody would agree. You would think everybody would agree it should have been taken out of the code a long time ago. But the reason it wasn't because there are some members of the uh, majority party that, that want to keep it in there. So it'll be interesting to see if that stays in as this bill goes through the Senate.
1: Well, I noticed, though, that um, a number, as is often the case, a uh, number of, of the uh, Republicans kind of began touting that. Look at what we've done. We've removed marital rape, uh, trying to get that issue focused on,
0: uh, Well, they, ca- they didn't which do came, it came from it you came guys,
1: from... which came from the Democrats. Yeah, was... But they, they've yeah. tried to focus on that as opposed to, all of the other provisions of the bill, which are just, ding.
5: Uh, Mike, well, one part, one thing. If I could mention it in that bill, I forgot to, there's there's one part that just I mentioned it. it, it you know, people are saying they copied and pasted the bill from some anti-trans hate group. I thought they might have copied and pasted it from the book 1984 by <laughs> George Orwell because it changes definitions. Is mainly what the bill does, and it changes the definition of equal to say equal is does not mean the same. That's a pretty dangerous proposition when that applies to the uh, Human Rights Act. Equal does not mean the same. That's the real harm in the bill, as opposed to just making a a marginalized segment of our society feel even more uh, hated and disrespected and and unwelcome in their own state.
1: You know, I I, I did not do this. I meant before you came on today to do a little research to look at what the percentage of transgender people are in West Virginia, and then look at what the percentage of, of, of the poor and hungry are in West Virginia and ask ourselves, why are we, because I, I know this, I don't know the numbers, but I know that the transgender percentage is dramatically smaller than the number of poor and hungry. And yeah. my, the question is then, why are we doing something to deal with a small percentage, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, and I think it's wrong, but regardless of that, why are we not doing something to deal with the bigger issues, the, pe- the, the larger number of people who are affected by problems in the state? We're not addressing the big problems.
5: No, and they're using uh, issues like this to distract people from the fact that they're not addressing the big problems. I mean, they have bills now that are popping up that are going to uh, kick tens of thousands of people, if not more, off of Medicaid. We have a, a very poor state. We have a very high percentage of people that rely on Medicaid. They have bills that are going to kick people off of that. Uh, they have a, a whole slew of bills that are, are actually going uh, to do some real harm in the state, and they and they use bills like this to distract from the fact that they're really bad at governing.
1: Over in the Senate, um, well, they're talking about a bill to provide some food security for for kids who are in college and cannot afford food. And one of the delegates, uh, one of the senators, says, um, this is just a nanny state. Yeah, they, you know, keep making sure that kids have food, that's a nanny state. Come on. I mean, I just... Hmm. I, I don't know. I've been wondering wandering about this a lot on the show. I don't know how we got into this position, uh, Mike. How we became such the – st- the people of this state are, in general, good people. How do we have such bozos oh, – not meaning you, oh, of course, but how do we have so many such bozos elected? How do we have so many cruel people in office? Because cruelty, cruelty is is, 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 the, is almost what they're out for.
5: Yeah, and I don't think that's reflective of the people of West Virginia either. But unfortunately, I think, and, and just like in any state, in most states, people pay more attention to national politics and just tend to vote party rather than uh, the candidate and what that candidate represents. So I, I think people just if, take a better look at who's on the ballot and what the uh, values Uh, that these people represent uh, and invent their values, I I still firmly believe that the Democratic Party, especially here in West Virginia, uh, better represents the values of real West Virginians. But unfortunately, we seem to be too easily distracted uh, by this fake Women's Bill of Rights or, uh, you know, this bill that was going to ban books and lock up librarians or whatever cultural issue of the day that that these folks seem to push. But they do it because, like I said, it distracts people from the real issues that they're not addressing. Uh, whether that's child care, the foster care crisis, 8,000 children in state custody, they're not doing anything about that. Uh, the lack of teachers in the classroom, the, the crisis level, lack of, of special education aids and special education classrooms – uh, they're not able to address that. You know, the governor talked about a pay raise to offset PEIA. I think that bill's in big trouble. So they're unable to actually do the work to benefit the people of West Virginia. So instead... Yeah, you know, they run these meaningless culture war bills. It's nothing new. It's what they've been doing for years.
1: The Westford, and unfortunately,
5: it seems to work at the ballot box. I hope, you know, at some point it's going to cease to work. I
1: tell you, young
5: people don't care about these issues.
1: We have always been, oh, I shouldn't say always, we have in, in recent years been at the bottom of the barrel in so many different categories. Uh, reports came out this week that we are the least educated state in the country. We have the most smokers of any state in the country. We, as we know, we're the most obese. We have the most diabetes. We are, uh, I think, second most in heart attacks. I mean, we have these, we're very bad. But one thing, one thing that we have always kind of been a shining light on has been the vaccination of our kids in school. That's one of the things that we've actually been able to tout, that we, we vaccinate our kids and keep them safe in school. And that's in danger now.
5: Yeah, it's one thing West Virginia has, has had got right for years was uh, childhood immunization laws. And now there's a uh, a movement to weaken that, by saying people can can opt out based on their 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 beliefs. It was, it was, I can't remember how it's worded that they're, but uh, anyway, based on on what they on what they believe. Well, man, you can believe whatever you want, but the fact of the matter is, is we've pretty much eradicated polio. We've eradicated rubella. Rubella. A lot of these diseases through science and immunization, uh, we're not dealing with anymore. If you look at surrounding states, even have weaker childhood immunization laws you will see measles outbreaks from time to time. We don't have that here. We have a lot of poor public health outcomes like you mentioned uh, but you know measles, mumps, polio, rubella, those, those aren't in it and we've, we've done a good job of that. I don't know why they would want to go backwards. I guess you know making America great again means a return to the 1800s.
1: Well I, I often think about that. We talk about you know making America great again. What, what ex- When exactly were we great do you want to take us back to you know? To the days of, I mean, it, it, we always look back in, in in with nostalgia on on the days gone by, but they all, weren't always that particularly good. And certainly, vaccines. one no.
5: the the other, bill, yeah, especially when it, <laughs> our, our life expectancy in this country is a lot higher than it used to be, and and that's a lot because of advancements in science and in public health, uh, and and we should you know, be grateful for that and not roll it back.
1: The other bill, uh, another bill, not the because there's so many of them, another bill that fascinates me is the effort to basically deregulate the uh, sale of raw milk. Mm -hmm. Now, we had this fight a few years ago, um, and I remember so vividly uh, Pat McGeehan from up this way was one of the key sponsors of that bill, key proponents of that bill. And I remember him being interviewed lying on his sofa in his uh, legislative office sicker than a dog because he thought he'd give a try to raw milk, and it made him sick. And yet, still, well, we want to give everybody a chance to try it, too. I mean, that's...
5: uh, I'm all for giving people a chance to try whatever. I mean, that bill, the raw milk bill that allows for sale of raw milk, it does more than that. I'll get to that in a second. But that bill ran the same day in health in the House Committee on Health and Human Resources. It ran the same day. As a bill that would weaken childhood childhood immunization laws, and I, I've stated then I didn't know that we were going to be taking on uh, you know, Jonas Salk and Louis Pasteur on the same day, <laughs> but that seems to be the uh, the goal of the of the Republican supermajority here. The problem with that allowing for the sale of raw milk, I. I could probably hold my nose and vote for it if it wasn't for the last paragraph of the bill that gives blanket immunity from liability for any of the uh, sellers or, or, uh, of, of raw milk. I, I can't think of any other food product that we give uh, we have to give a blanket. So if it's so, you know, it's safe and it's good for you, why are we? Why do we have to give them blanket immunity? Say if if you if you do something wrong and people get sick, uh, they can't sue you.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the very least, if if we're going to give that option to uh, make it unregulated, at least the people who sell you bad raw milk and you get sick should have some yeah. legal liability. But hey,
5: yeah, there's one bill I, I, that's not getting a lot of attention that uh, I'd really like to talk about because it's very important and it's moving. It's on second reading today in the Senate, and it would it would take away the independence of the office of the legislative auditor. Wow. Now that office for years has been independent, and they were the ones that that uncovered, you know, that the broadband uh, scandal years ago. They were the ones that have uncovered uh, a, a whole, you know, a whole lot of things because of the independence, and they and they report, you know, their their reports are are public, are made public. This bill would make it so that the reports aren't made public. And they would be completely controlled by the legislature. They would no longer be independent. I think it's an incredibly dangerous bill. It's not just something that was introduced and sitting in a committee agenda or not. It you know, hasn't made the committee agenda yet. It's moving. It's, it's on second reading in the Senate. And I think that's something that people should pay attention to. It's going to um, do away with a lot of transparency, a lot of basically it. it does away with the independence of the Office of the Legislative Auditor. I,
1: I, I'm, I'm not oh. familiar with that bill, but it sounds to me like it's, it's a double-pronged sword because it takes away... The independence of the legislative auditor, and that's that's kind of the the point of having a legislative auditor, is to have exactly. a nonpartisan, independent person being able to look at the numbers and say this is what right, this is wrong. Here are the problems. And the other thing, yeah. it sounds to me like what you're saying is, uh, it, it takes away the transparency. We the public won't get to, even if it's a report that is no longer nonpartisan, we the public won't necessarily get to see it. Is that what you're telling me?
5: Yeah, yeah. And real quick, here's what I think is is a bit suspicious about it. Uh, this last, I believe, you know, in the off season, that off office, well, while it was independent, like it is now, the independent office of the legislative auditor uh, you know, uncovered some real mistakes that were made because of some actions of the legislature uh, in the way that um, the gas revenue is calculated in certain counties. So it's a lot of the gas. Uh, Up your way, a lot of these gas-producing counties were short millions and billions of dollars. I'm sure you've heard about that. That was because of a a bill that was passed years ago. The Democrats didn't support it, by the way. And it it has created this huge shortfall in many of our gas-producing counties. Well, that was uncovered and made public by the independent office of the legislative auditor. And and it seems to me the the timing is very suspicious that now they want to rein it in and put it completely under control of the Senate president and and the Speaker of the House. Um, so, you know, this office that for years uh, has been West Virginia's watchdog, no offense to, to you, Howard, but they were the <laughs> West Virginia, they're, they're turning the office now into a lapdog at the legislature.
1: Um, I want to go back to the B- Women's Bill of Rights for just a quick second. Uh, we had Flew on with us yesterday, De- Delegate Sean Flewarty, uh, who brought something up to me I wasn't aware of, and I think he addressed it on the floor yesterday, too. This Women's Bill of Rights has a data collection provision in it which I find very frightening after I heard about it.
5: It is. And we're talking about children collecting data. on I don't know what kind of data uh, they, they're planning on collecting on children and who's collecting it and where it goes. But, uh, yeah, for a party that puts it out there as uh, being small government, they've had a lot of big government bills, especially this one that, that is just weird and creepy that collects uh, data on school children
1: and and some of it would go into the sexual area things like uh, as i understand it from flu you know they could be asking uh, you know the young girls uh, tell me about your menstrual period or your you know your sexual activity and so on and you know what business is that of the states absent some uh, some compelling interest in and they shouldn't be allowed to collect that data and they shouldn't be allowed to collect it on me or you let alone on kids
5: no, it's a, it's a weird, creepy bill. The only uh, – what it's meant for is to help them in their campaigns. You know, those of us who voted against it and did the right thing. I'm sure there will be mailers about us in bathrooms and locker rooms and, and, you know, and sports and things like that. That's not what the bill really does. The bill, it, it redefines the term equal throughout the code, including the Human Rights Act. It, it takes rights away from people and, you know, I mean, call it a – Women's Bill of Rights, but it was just a, it's a very ugly election year uh, uh, you know culture war bill that's completely unnecessary and doesn't improve anybody's life.
1: Mike, before I let you go, have you has anything good come out of this session? this I will say this, and I said it to Sean yesterday, this is on the outside looking in, to me, one of the worst sessions I can ever remember. But has anything good come out of this so far?
5: Well, no they're not really doing anything. I mean, it's all just culture war stuff. Uh, mainly meaningless stuff when it when it does do something it, it harms real west virginians you know over the weekend i received phone calls from some folks who, who happen to be musicians also happen to identify as transgender and they're calling do we need to leave our state mm-hmm. i mean these are people that have never harmed anybody they're they're musicians they beautify this state through their art yeah, they grew up here born and raised here they pay taxes here now they're wondering if they should leave because they're being targeted by their own elected officials and that's the part of the bill that's really sad it does do harm it is creating this you know this other this and trying to unify people against some uh, perceived threat to get them to vote against their best interests well that's so, yes, the thing good i do i have a bill moving that i think's pretty good can okay. to talk about something good
1: all right let's talk about something good Okay,
5: it's pretty simple. You know, I I think I called you back in October. I think I was on back then when there was this gas outage on the west side due to a a water leak into the gas. Well, we weren't notified of it, and that was the problem. We found out then that utilities uh, didn't have some utilities didn't have just public notification systems, ways to communicate with the customers. So it's something that we would think should already be in code. But I have a bill that would require public utilities to have a plan for communicating with their customers, especially when there's a planned outage. Pretty simple. Should already be the law. So it's, it was single reference in the House. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, you know, one of the co-sponsors is uh, Chairman Lindbull, who's the chair of the committee that, that has the bill right now. So I feel pretty good about it. Seems pretty simple. It seems like something that everybody should support.
1: But, and, and that's great, and I hope it passes. And It sounds like it probably will. Don't take this the wrong way, but it shouldn't be that big a deal. I mean, you, you know, I mean, <laughs> it shouldn't.
5: But look at what we're dealing with down here. You know, we're dealing with people that want to focus mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, raw milk and bathrooms and uh, you know locking up librarians. That seems to be the uh, the tone down here. So yeah, the fact that we can get anything good accomplished, it, it, it's a big deal. We we'll celebrate what wins we can get, right?
1: Yeah, well, that's that's exactly right. You know, I, I think on this on this women's bill of rights, the transgender concern, and, and in the abstract, you hear uh, the supporters talk about, you know, we don't want uh biological men in women's bathrooms and vice versa. And I sometimes wonder how some of these men will feel if, under that bill, a transgender who man who is now a woman comes into the men's room in their, you know, skirt and dress and high heels and uh because by that point they have become a woman. How are they gonna feel about that? Well I'm sorry, I'm you know, my birth certificate said I'm a man, even though I'm a woman now. Uh make way guys, here I am in your bathroom.
5: The bill's ridiculous. There's no enforcement uh, written into the bill. So I don't know if it's a, a jobs bill or no. There's going to be a huge need for uh, bathroom inspectors. uh, Yeah, bathroom attendants. Yeah, we go back to the days of having bathroom attendants. Maybe that would create some jobs. I don't know how they're supposed to enforce this. I do know this. We've had public restrooms for quite some time in this country, and it hasn't been an issue until they've manufactured this, just trying to uh, distract people into uh, voting for people who don't do anything. And that's what this is, a do-nothing legislature. They're trying to mimic their their, uh, their counterparts in Washington, D.C., who've done absolutely nothing and you know, blocked every meaningful piece of legislation in the, in the U.S. House of Representatives. And they're trying to mimic that by being a do-nothing legislature this year. That's what
1: they are. Well, I'll let you get back to doing the people's business, Mike. But uh, one of the questions I ask over and over again is with these bills – uh what is accomplished in the end what problem is solved what how is the state any better off for example with this transgender bill i mean seriously what what good is accomplished other than you've thrown some red meat to your base as you point out It, it may make you feel somehow better that you've done that but what good's accomplished? How has it advanced the good of the state? And I don't—so no, so many harm. of these bills don't.
5: No, none of them do. It puts a target it puts a target on people who have done nothing to deserve it and have been picked on for a long time. It is a bully bill. We're picking on people who have been picked on for a long time. It also does some real harm in redefining equal as meaning not the same, which I don't know, you know what page of 1984 they took that. It sounds like— you know, war is peace, mm-hmm. uh, 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 slavery or freedom is slavery. It's like it's straight from 1984. The opposite is true. It's called double think. Yeah. So I guess we're about 40 years late on Orwell's prediction. <laughs> but yeah, the bill is, is the only good thing in the bill came from Kayla Young's amendment that all of the House Democrats signed on to, which was an actual Women's Bill of Rights. But they stripped that down to just removing this archaic a- exception uh, for that protects, you know, rape in a marriage, uh, and, and that should have been removed. There should be a standalone bill for that. That should have passed years ago. In fact, we've been trying for years to remove that. And I, it'll be real interesting to see if this "quote unquote" women's bill of rights makes it through the Senate with that uh, with that section. Surely,
1: surely they wouldn't strip
5: that provision out. I mean, now watch. that it's already. I mean, <laughs> watch. there will be an effort. To, there will be an effort to take that out. Yes. Uh, some fairly strange senators over there, uh, the ones that that speak up and say that college students are better off when they're going hungry, folks like that, uh, there will be an effort to take that out.
1: Yeah, it's it's scary times. Well, just keep on fighting the good fight. Uh, You guys are small, but you're pretty mighty these days. The Democrats are at least making your voice heard. Uh, Not heard enough to make a lot of differences in the legislation, but at least making your voice heard. And sometimes at some point... Some point the people may catch on, you know.
5: Uh, we uh, we work well together. We, have, we have, we're a small group, but we work very well together. We are united, and um, it's a good group. So we got a good group of Democrats, and hopefully after the next election, there's more of
1: us. Do you go out in the evening and like you know play the guitar and sing a little bit just to get uh, just to clear your mind?
5: Uh, when I can, I am doing a, uh, I'm playing a, a benefit next Saturday on the 24th uh, down here at the Clay Center in Charleston. And it's a, uh, it's a tribute to John Prime. Oh. And we have some, I'm, I am at the bottom of the bill. There's some really big names coming <laughs> in to do this. Uh, some that are on John Prime's record label, Oh Boy Records. And uh, the fundraiser is for Recovery Point West Virginia, which I don't believe we have, there's a facility up in, in your part. of, But in Huntington and Charleston, uh, uh, Bluefield. And Parkersburg, we have it's a uh, uh, long-term recovery facilities, and that's what we're raising money for. But it's on uh, Saturday the 24th in the evening at uh, the Clay Center, and it's a uh, a night of uh, John Prine's music played by some local and nationally known artists.
1: Sounds like fun, and at least uh, at least it gives you a break from all the uh, frustration that you find there under the Golden Dome. Yeah.
5: I would much rather listen to the music of John Prine than some of the ridiculous things I hear on the House floor, that's for sure.
1: Mike, I appreciate your time this morning. We'll talk again before the session is over, I'm sure. Always good to chat with you. I thank you very much. I thank you for the work you should do. Have yourself a great day. Go back and vote for something good.
5: <laughs> if they give me something to vote for, I'll vote for it. Thank you. <laughs> right. I appreciate you. Have a great day. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Mike Pushkin, who is – he's a Democratic Party chair uh, in West Virginia, but he's also a delegate from, from uh, Kanawha County. Uh, and um, – this Women's Bill of Rights thing is – but Bob, if you had a, a daughter, I mean, would you want the government to be asking about her sex life and about her menstrual period? No, I wouldn't and,
2: put up with that for five seconds. I what mean, are you that's, talking about? No. You know,
1: that's, and that's the – these bills, sometimes we, we get sort of the headline of the bill, which is we're going to keep men out of women's restrooms. Okay. But inside the bill is this, and we're also going to collect information about kids –
2: and their sex life. And I try not to get too much into that at all. However, the only transgender issue that I have, I just don't think it's it's fair for uh, someone born a male on and a then and and on the sports front, it's just not fair. This little girl has trained her whole life and I don't know if you want to admit it or not, but he, he she was a he and she's a lot stronger and it's not fair.
1: I still would like to know how some of these men who are voting for this bill you know, they in their mind say this way we will keep the keep the women free from men coming into their bathroom. I want to know how they'll feel when they're in there standing at the urinal, with holding <laughs> it out. When what is essentially a woman comes walking, hello, in, ma'am, what are you doing? A, a woman in high heels and what a, are you a, doing? And a, and a beautiful dress or whatever, and and comes in and says. Um, you know, I prefer to go next door, but the the bill you passed told me I got to come here because 30 years ago I was born a boy. So um, if you don't want to see them, guys, put him away. I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just dumb. 17 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, way behind time. Let's get uh, Taylor Long in here for a final check of headlines.
6: Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News Headlines on this February the 15th. 25 Wheeling University students are being temporarily displaced due to water pipe issues. Vice President of Advancement at Wheeling University says, quote, recently the university discovered some water pipes installed when Ignatius Hall was built in early 1990s, but compromised and causing moisture issues. It should be noted that the poi butylolene pipe used inside has since been banned in the United States. This type of pipe was pulled off the market just one year after this residence hall was opened when the construction industry discovered the pipes were plastic and were defective and could lead to catastrophic failure over time. More details can be found at WTRF.com. And new information has emerged regarding the indefinite suspension of the McClure Hotel's operating permit by the Wheeling Ohio County Health Department, the root cause seems to be a problem with the boiler. A manager at the McClure says they noticed the smell of gas earlier yesterday afternoon and traced it to the boiler and called the Wheeling Fire Department. We spoke to Health Department Administrator Howard Gamble, who tells us the building is structurally sound, but the boiler problems have created water issues. Right now, the McClure cannot function as either a hotel or a restaurant. Gamble says they need to fix or replace the boiler, and then the McClure can reopen once the health department and city officials sign off on the repairs. And last night marked a memorable evening of nostalgia at the fire department headquarters in Center Wheeling. It was the final day of full operations there as the demolition of the Center Wheeling garage is set to commence. Last night, some past fire chiefs got together to share their memories and some good food. The fire department has been in that building since it opened back in 1978, nearly 46 years ago. Today, administration offices will temporarily move to the city building. Fire trucks will be housed at the other city fire departments, and the Wheeling Fire Department will open its new building sometime in late spring. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Tither Long, working for...
7: Attention Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors' real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon & Kennan Realtors, Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go nights.
0: On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here, now. Inside you,
3: the years, you'll only cry those hands. And though I'll make mistakes, I'll never break your heart. I swear by the moon and the stars in the sky, I'll be there.
2: I swear.
1: 13 to the hour, Watchdog like Morning Show, a Frio Stack Auction Service, text, By the way, I finished my sandwich. Well, you finish yours right away.
2: Oh, I whipped it down.
1: Man, that uh, you know, I still think Shane Stack's the devil for bringing it to us. Enabler. Um, he is an enabler, and he brought that sandwich. Was trem- and this and the Pepsi. You know, trying so hard to stay away. But anyways. Um, Man, that was a good sandwich. I, I that may be the best breakfast sandwich I've had in a long time.
2: Yeah, but unfortunately, I think I'm going to, have to go to group therapy because of it, Howard, to get off the Pepsi. I can't get off the Pepsi. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, it's like it's like watching a friend go back on the needle. You know, get back on the pipe. <laughs> Slider's drinking the Pepsi again. Uh, let's see a couple of uh, text off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Hey, Bob. Yes, Mr. Monroe makes his breakfast sound like sex.
2: Hmm. Mm.
1: L O L O L, she says. She says. He was really into it. He says. uh, Plus, he doesn't have that.
2: Well, I better shut up.
1: (laughs) Fried bread. Buy frozen bread dough, thaw it, cut. You mentioned that this tastes like fried bread. Fried bread. Buy frozen bread dough, thaw it, cut, or pull off a piece, and fry it in Brita. Bread?
2: Probably okay. butter, but uh, uh, okay. You know. But yes, that's what I do. I grew up with that. Uh, like a, serve
1: it plain, or shake sugar
2: or cinnamon on it. I don't like the sugar or cinnamon. So a lot of the country folk do that. What, what I do, Howard, it, imagine a, 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 a dough pancake. Mm-hmm. You brown it on both sides. You make sure it's done, and then you take a knife and you cut it in the middle. Where you have two pieces and you put butter, something like jam on it. It's oh man, it's, it's like homemade fried. Sounds good. It's like homemade baked bread, but this is fried, fried and it's just, oh man, it's great. Sounds good. I would probably put sugar on it. Uh, to me, a, a lot bit. of people
1: do. I I just never did. I prefer but just butter. I uh, mentioned earlier, Shelley Moore Capito recently decided to endorse Donald Trump. She had not done so, and she did with the thought I believe, and many people believe that uh, maybe uh, Trump then would help her out with her son's effort to be governor. Uh, and then the next day, Donald Trump came out and said, uh, Shelly Moore Capito is a rhino and uh, vote against her son. Just lovely. Uh, texter says you need to get Shelly on and ask her if she will withdraw her Trump endorsement. I know.
2: I would have already. How about you?
1: I, I would. Well, I wouldn't have endorsed him. But I, I, if I were her, I would. If, you might
2: have done it for your boy. Yeah. Yeah. I might have done
1: it for the boy. But um, I, I don't think there's a chance she's going to withdraw the endorsement, but She's got to be pissed about this. Will he
2: support Morrissey? Do you think, or you think he'll make a big deal out of it? Because you know Patrick Morrissey lost the last time that he uh, endorsed him.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I'm still remember that when Morrissey was on stage with him, Trump came to town, and Morrissey was on stage, and you know Trump goes, yeah, oh, Patrick, I'm up here, say a few words, and Morrissey never shut up. And you can see Trump in the background like... Steaming. Just,
2: just I said a few words, so... And then he know. lost, you know. And he, and he lost. And he doesn't, he doesn't uh, support losers.
1: You lose, if you lose, you're a loser. And you're a Trump loser. Trump doesn't support... Yeah, so don't count on that endorsement, Patrick. <laughs> doesn't support losers. Uh, let me see. I think those are all the Frio Stack auction service text line uh, notes at the moment. Feel free to text in if you would like to. We should be checking in with Bob Westfall. He'll be by in a minute or two here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Yeah.
3: Finish first during the race to savings sale at Menards. Be ready for your next project with NASCAR champion number 12 Ryan Blaney performance work gloves. Just $4.99, prepare after rebate. Keep your vehicle running great with FVP. Stay tuned. Multi-system fuel additive. A 16-ounce can is free after rebate. Good through February 18th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details on all the great deals.
0: Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley. The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog.
4: Over the past five years, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has helped over 1,500 hard-working Ohio Valley residents obtain financing on the vehicle their dreams. We have experienced tremendous growth, which has allowed us more financing to further help our fellow residents. From second chance finance to very competitive rates and terms, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has it all with inventory to fit everyone's needs. That's Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto, your largest independent area used car depot in the Respects Plaza in Elm Grove. Like us on Facebook, check out our website, mattjonespreowned.com, or give us a call, 304-905-8302.
0: Conversations you care about
4: with people you know.
0: This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
6: I'm carrying your love with me.
0: West Virginia down to Tennessee. I'll be moving with the good Lords speed. Carrying your love with me. It's my strength for holding on. Every minute that I have to be gone, i have everything I'll ever need.
1: 7 to the hour, Watchdog Morning okay. Show. Time to swing over to the Big 7, WTRF-TV, and talk to Bob Westfall. Good morning, Bob
8: morning, Howard. How
1: are you? Well, I'm good. You know, uh, one of our fine listeners brought Bob and I a a sausage and egg croissant, which was delightful and good and filled me up fine. Now, he also brought Bob and I both a bottle of Pepsi, and we're both trying to wean ourselves off of Pepsi. Bob is an addict. I mean, like as I said, No I doubt watched, about it, Bob. When I watched him take that first swig of Pepsi this morning, it was like seeing a, a good friend of yours. An old who's friend been, who's been free for a long time take the pipe again. I mean, that's how bad it looked but, but wow. so we got the Pepsi and we got the uh the, the sandwich and so the answer to your question is I'm feeling good. And it's almost quitting time. I'm feeling good. Well
8: good. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. how about uh, where you? are you going to eat afterwards? <laughs> well, I, I there, run right here. Oh, need something actually, else?
1: I do know. I'm picking up my uh, my uh, middle son, and he and I are going to go to Center Market. He wants to go to Center Market today, so I'm not oh, sure well, where in Center Market, but we'll go Center
8: Market someplace. Uh, sounds like a Coleman's day.
1: Could be a Coleman's day. I've I've had a taste for Pappas roast beef roast beef lately. I might give that a try.
8: Oh, that's a good one too. That could be too. What are
1: you yeah. working on today? What you got good and exciting? one uh,
8: well, of the big stories is the uh, Weirton plant of Cleveland yeah. Cliffs will be. Yep. Uh, indefinitely idling uh, production beginning in April this year. Uh, we actually have been working on this since late last night, um, so we uh, did finally get the press release this morning. And this all goes back to the ITC, the National Trade Commission, uh, not enforcing or levying tariffs on uh, what uh, what and Steel uh, feels are unjust tariffs on just uh, just steel dumping, tin dumping in the United States. Um, Honestly, uh, the United Steelworkers, Cleveland Cliffs, uh, Senator Capito, Senator Brown all warned that this was a possibility uh, if the ITC were not to uh, instill the tariffs. And here we are, um, probably less than two weeks after the decision, and, and Weirton Steel is idled indefinitely. So we've got, uh, uh, we talked to Mark Lipdis, uh this morning, talked to a couple workers up there. If we've got that, um, that would be Taylor Long has been working on the hardtop all morning. And then Colin, uh, Colin Roos has also been working on the uh, uh, reaction, uh, uh, Hancock County Commission, uh, City of Weirton, things like that. Uh, I think so I, think I really saw the
1: number, and you can correct do. me if I'm wrong because I might be wrong, but I think I saw the number 900 employees 900. will be idled. Is that right? 900.
8: Yes, sir. So 900 people uh, idled. Uh, I know they're using the indefinitely idling, um, but we'll see what that means, how long that takes. Uh, So we do have uh, uh, the uh, reaction. Uh, We will have that at noon, uh, along with the hard top as well. Uh, So we've got that today. So devastating news. I mean... Um, if the, you and I are both old enough to know when there was twenty five thousand workers at sure. Weird steal.
1: It at one time was the biggest employer in the state.
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and no longer, obviously uh, down to nine hundred, and now uh, those nine hundred are now looking for work. So uh, that war notice was uh, posted uh, today. So um, we'll be working that story uh, today as well. Uh, a couple other things, a couple things we're working on today. Uh, Newbridge, uh, former the Vineyard Church, is having a groundbreaking downtown uh, for their new uh, place as well. So we'll have an update on that this afternoon. That's going to be in the old um, Children's
1: Museum, is that right?
8: That's my understanding. Yes, sir. Right oh, on the corner right. there. So yep. we'll have that. That's going on as we speak. And then Ronald McDonald, uh, McDonald's in the area. Uh, Amanda Stoltz-Moore, she's presenting a check, $77,000, to the Ronald McDonald House in both Pittsburgh and Morgantown. Nice. Uh, obviously, so we've got that's some good news we've got going on there. Uh, again, we got to go back to the weird steel Steel reaction, so that's the big story of the day. Um, sadly, that's, uh, that's kind of where uh, everything is going to be. Uh, all our eggs are in that basket today. Well, and it,
1: and it needs to be. It's a huge story, um, and... Um uh, you know, there's a lot of ramifications to it. Uh, I, I, I wonder, is there any any way of turning this around? As you point out, they call it temporarily idling. Um, mm. Is there something on the horizon that can be done legislatively or otherwise? And I don't have an answer to that question. My be- best guess is probably no, but uh, I'll be curious to see if there is. So, uh, you know, stay on top of that because I want to see what, uh, what all you've got for us
8: be checking with it. So far, we've gotten re- reaction for Senator Capito's office, uh, United Steelworkers, and the Business Development Cor- Corporation of the Northern Panhandle. Obviously, they're the economic arm up that way. So we've got reaction all across the boards on this one. So, um,
1: Senator Manchin's going to be with us tomorrow on the show. I'll have to make sure I talk to him about that, too.
8: Yeah. And uh, we're working with uh, Mark Curtis in Charleston. I'm uh, going to be doing an interview with Ryan Weld uh, later, th- uh, later this morning, so we'll have reaction from uh, the senator as well.
1: Good. Uh, well, people can check all of this out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30 for the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com. And I suspect there will probably be some developments uh, or some reporting of the developments throughout the day. You can check at WTRF.com or keep Channel 7 in your pocket with the Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app. Set it for push notifications so when news breaks, you will find about it first. Bob, good yeah. talking to you. We'll do it again tomorrow to wrap up the week.
8: Awesome. All right, guys. We'll talk tomorrow.
1: All right. Thanks a lot. Tomorrow here on this show, we will talk more about the idling of that Weirton tin mill. Uh, McCabe and I will kick that around in the Friday roundtable and other local news as well. Senator Manchin is going to be with us tomorrow. We'll talk about the Weirton tin mill, also border security, among other things. The travel show, as always, on a Friday and uh highlights and the highlights of the week gone by and we had a whole full week this week
2: everybody's playing for second place Sean McCracken gets my vote I'm just (laughs) telling you right now
1: (laughs) I got a couple in running I got a couple in the running so we'll we'll check out the highlights of the week uh tomorrow as well y'all have yourself a great day today my belly is full Not so full that I won't go eat lunch (laughs) with my son down at Center Market, but my belly is full. Uh, So we can say, night, see you, bye bye, farewell." I got to go, got to get out of here. Kerchival's got the com coming up next. Actually, Kerchival's away. Dave Wilson is in. Bob and I back tomorrow morning, seven o'clock. Into the go around of the big gig. We'll see you then.